Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I am joined here with my daughter Paige Peck and, and somebody else this time, my daughter London Peck. Hi Paige. Hi, and it's Paige Baumert, but yeah. <laughs> oh, dear me. Old habits die hard. So true. And London, how are you? I'm doing great. Okay. London is a special guest today. And that's because today we are talking about sisters cultivating sweet sisterly love when you have different personalities. And I will tell you what, London and Paige would both be the first person to tell you they are like totally different from each other polar opposites but they have an incredible sister relationship and we are going to talk about how they have cultivated that today but before we do as is a tradition here in the teaching self-government podcast we are going to share a fun family activity page what type of a fun family activity do you have for us today so something that i enjoy and something that i do when i have time is i love to crochet And so something that I think would be really fun is to learn how to crochet. And um, mom, you actually taught all of us how to crochet. And London even had a little stint with knitting at one point. That's right. London, the knitting stint. I remember that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, so you can learn how to crochet. And obviously, as you get more advanced, there's like different hook sizes, different yarn sizes and everything. But um, just when you're starting out, you can even learn how to just finger crochet. So all you need is yarn. That's literally it. Um, but mm-hmm. you go to YouTube and just, you know, figure out finger crocheting um, and different patterns for that. But I love crocheting. In fact, I'm currently making Clara her first Easter basket um, out of, you know, just yarn and crocheting it all together. And I think it's really cute. It is so, so cute. I can't <laughs> wait to see it on Easter, totally fully finished and done. It is super duper darling. So yeah, crocheting. It's a fun thing. I got taught to crochet by my neighbor first, and then I forgot. And then my great grandmother taught me and then I remembered. And then (laughs) it was something that Paige wanted to learn how to do. And so I said, okay, I'll teach you how to do it. And it really took off with Paige. In fact, everyone did learn to crochet at one point. Porter even started crocheting in Afghan at one point. He never finished, but that's okay. That always (laughs) happens with Afghans. I mean, it's a very big project (laughs) anyway, but, um, my brother crochets and I crochet and my mom used to crochet and actually crocheting is really posh again. It's a super trendy mm-hmm. thing to do right now. People crochet like awesome, fancy, cool yarns. And I know people are wearing like crocheted clothes and crocheted bags and crocheted hats and scarves and everything now. So fun thing to learn how to do. And who knows, maybe you'll be cool at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So we're going to talk about sisterly bonds and sisterly love today and how to increase that love in a relationship between sisters, which I would imagine some of these same things could be applied to brother relationships, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. So, um, but in, in particular, girls do have a little bit different connection than boys. And so we're going to touch on some of that today. We're going to be looking through the lens of self-government. So Paige, explain to us what is self-government? Self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. 
Okay, so that means that what we're looking through today is this lens of possibility that each person can control themselves if they want to, and they can make a plan for moving forward in their lives. This is very profound, actually. Many people do not think that their decisions fully rest on them, but they do. And it's liberating when you figure this out because you can improve your bonds and relationships by making different choices for yourself. And it improves happiness and connection in the family. So we're going to be looking through that lens today. London, I would like to start with you. As we talk about sisterly love and stuff, how would you describe the meaning that a sister relationship, that your relationship with Paige has to you? Like, what does it mean in your life to have a good sisterly bond with her? That's a great question. Um, so <laughs> I think that, so a sister's a friend, right? And I've had like, enough friends and I like love to have good conversations with them but as you all grow up your friends go to different schools they get married you kind of lose contact it's just kind of natural um but with a sister like that, that still can happen but it's easier to stay in contact because well you're related and you have the same mom and so you're all together at least a few times a year I feel like so I feel like a sister is just a built-in friend, if the relationship's developed correctly, then you can have that friendship, even though you're different ages, different phases of life, different personalities. I feel like it's just a, like a built-in friend that's always there if you develop that relationship right. I don't yeah. know if that answers your question. Mm -hmm. but. <laughs> yeah, it does. No, I think that's a great answer. It's a built-in friend. It's somebody that's always going to be there for you. But it also, I have to say, if you don't have that friend relationship with your sister, it, it hurts. Actually, yeah. you feel like there's an emptiness there. If you have a sister, but you don't have that bond, you're like, ah, or if someone doesn't have a sister, they're like, I really wish I had a sister. And they kind of go around looking for that friend that can substitute as a sister, because people really want to always have that person. that's just always there for them. That is going to love them and that they can, you know, grow close to in that way. You know, I mean, if, if the husbands die off, you, you got the sisters to lean on, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, you don't, I don't want to say it like that, but like, that is actually historically what, I mean, oftentimes women outlive men. And this is a historical thing where, you know, the husbands might die. And then here's the sisters going, let's live together. Let's support each other. Let's, you know, it's a very common thing that has actually happened historically. And that kind of gives you an idea. I wonder if, um, Paige, I'm going to ask you a question here about what you get out of a sister relationship and what you think is important to you. And I think that it might be fun to take the angle of um, what kinds of things do you learn from London? So people might say, well, it's a given London could learn from Paige because Paige is older because we learn things from the, from each other. But I know you have learned from London, right? What have oh, you learned from sure. London, even as a younger, she's the younger sister? Well, there's for Christmas one year, London gave me this poster, this homemade like crafted poster that said um, side by side or miles apart, sisters will always be connected by the heart. And I think that's so true. Um, and, and you can find relationships like that with good friends as well, but there's just something about that. But when, when it comes to learning from London, um, <laughs> growing up, there were, there were times where, um, she had to kind of correct me, you know, cause she was saying, whoa, whoa, you know, this, 
you're kind of getting out of line here, or, you know, I don't really appreciate it when you do this. And so I learned a lot of controlling my own behaviors from her based off of um, her reactions and um, just our relationship in general. Mm. So, and this, not only was that just when I, when we were younger, but it continued into adulthood as well. I still learn a lot from her um, and, you know, how I prefer things and how, you know, maybe there's things I don't prefer, but she does, or there's things I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I could do that a bit better. Um, so, cause you know, like we said in the beginning, we, we're kind of polar opposites when it comes to females. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally polar opposites. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that and about some other things that you guys have learned from each other. I know that London has had a great opportunity to learn from you and maybe sometimes she learned what to do. And maybe sometimes she learned what not to do. That could be, you know, cause when the you older watch, sister, you know, I yeah, the older first, sister so. tries things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so she might be like, yeah, I'm not doing that, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Anyway, so we're going to talk about that, but first I just want to share just a teeny bit about my own sister relationship. So I have one sister and I just absolutely love her. I adore her. Um, there was a time, so she, we're six years apart. And there was a time when I was young, when it bugged me that I had this sister that wanted to follow me around everywhere. And then I remember my mother said to me, she looks up to you. She wants to be you, you know, you need to, you need to see that and, and be the sister that she wants you to be. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. So then I started taking her along with me and doing things. And by the time I was dating my husband, she was like going on all of our dates with us, like kind of as a chaperone, which was sort of cute. You know, she's like 12 and anyway, and we're going on these dates and, um, and it was fun. It was fun to be with her, you know, and then I get married and stuff and she still has a lot of growing up to do. And I tried to cultivate that relationship some and did pretty well, but over time, you know, just because of our difference in age and because I had gotten married and she still had a lot of growing to do, she kind of, you know, got, I mean, got into like friends and of course, you know, and, and doing things there. She was the youngest child too. She was the youngest. I was one of the oldest and, and we just didn't, um, keep that connection as tight as we should. I was raising children and doing things and she was doing her thing. And, and we did pretty good for a while when we reached out to each other a bit. And then it, things just kind of started to drift a little, And that was not the ideal to have that drifting. In fact, I really, it hurt me. I hate it. I felt like during that time that I didn't have a sister. It's like I had a sister, but I didn't. She was kind of non-existent in my life for a little while. And I really did not like that. It was so hard. And so then we had to make really deliberate efforts to try to fix that gap that had happened in our relationship. So anyway, um, you know, now we come into, into the current time where we are now, and we've done a lot of work on our relationship. I still say we can do a lot more, you know, and improve our relationship and create that even more of a sisterly love. But I can honestly say that we feel more connected. We just call each other more here and there and stuff like that. And there's a lot more unity, I guess, and understanding. And, and in order to do that, we had to drop a little bit of judgment. I will say that at the time when we had drifted apart, it was easier to start judging each other because we weren't as connected. And when you start judging each other, it does not work. And luckily um, I was blessed with 
some great sister-in-laws. So my brothers married incredible girls and I was able to develop some wonderful sisterly bonds with sister-in-laws as well, which was fantastic. And so I've been able to nurture the relationship with my sister and have these relationships with the sister-in-laws. I will say the sister-in-law relationship is not quite the same as the sister relationship. <laughs> it's not, but it, it was at a time when I wasn't close to my sister, it actually was um, refreshing to have at least that connection with women because women need other women. Okay. This is just the way most women are wired. Maybe not everyone. I don't want to put people into boxes, but girls need someone to understand them. They need someone to talk to. That is a girl need that most women have. Even if they're introverts, they need that someone. That's another girl that gets them. Guys don't always need that. Now, some guys value having someone to understand them, but mostly guys just want someone to care about them. So guys want someone to care. Women want more than that. <laughs> they want someone to understand, which means you got to care first, then understand. And so um, guys, like my husband, you know, I mean, he knows a lot of people and I guess you could say he has friends and colleagues or whatever, I suppose, but to them, like, he's never going to call any of them to do stuff and hang out. He wants to hang out with me and that's enough, you know, and I'm his friend and I look at my dad and it's like the same thing you know, but yeah, I look at me and I've got, you know, a couple of friends that I, you know, keep up with, even if I don't see them very often, I still kind of keep, keep up, even if I only see them a couple of times a year. So, so that is a need that we have. So let's talk about the history of London and Paige's relationship. So Paige, when London was born, you were so excited that you were going to have a sister, like so excited. I don't remember that, but yeah, Yeah, no, but I do. You were four. I I think you even played with baby dolls for a little while at that time because (laughs) of London being a baby that was coming because Paige, you weren't into baby dolls. You were into animals animals. and you would put diapers and blankets and clothes on animals, um, but not on baby dolls. But I I think you even used your baby doll at that time because you were so excited about London and London, you had no clue. You've just (laughs) always had a sister and that you were a little baby. But you guys, let's talk about your relationship and the history of your relationship. London, how about, how about you start us out? Um, how would you describe the history of your relationship? Maybe the two of you could articulate um, that. So I would say like, we're very different, like almost complete opposites <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, like Paige definitely is like, like more outgoing like I'm not not that I'm not outgoing but she likes the social light more than I do I'm fine to just yeah I'm very much a social butterfly get back and like like I have my three friends and I'm good with that <laughs> um I am more of like a minimalist page is I guess the words of maximus and so we just like think differently I don't know there's like a lot of differences that well, we I know we, we spent a lot of time together, like playing, especially as you got a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a time where we shared a room. And <laughs> I think that's where I really started figuring out, wow, we're really different. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we spent time together and we, we had disputes, but we didn't ever really fight. 
And um, I think we'll talk about some of the things that helped with that. But yeah, I think like you were saying, you know, we've got lots, lots of differences and our personalities are different and our tastes, um, you know, when it comes to things we like to see and like to do completely different, but we music, music tastes different. Yeah. Hobbies, totally different. Home decor, different. Home decor, different. Decorating tastes, totally different. (laughs) Uh, Food tastes, even a little bit different. Just so many things that, although both of you do like a Hallmark movie. That's true. (laughs) So you got that one. You got that one in common. I mean, religiously though, I mean, belief systems wise, you guys are the same. Oh yeah. Core beliefs. We're right on the same page. Yeah. Which I think that helps, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. To have that in place. If the two of you have that now, sometimes some sisters might not even have that piece in place. I do think that's one thing that unites you together. But the other thing that unites you together, in my opinion, as I look at the two of you is your dedication to family. So even though the way you communicate in the family is different and your personalities and everything are different and your flaws are different and all this kind of stuff and your strengths are different, even so you both are like, family is so important. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, God we, and family. We, we're like, okay, if it's family related, we have to be there and we have to be invested. So I know there were times, especially like as I was pregnant with Clara and even before then, you know, right after I got married, um, I would say, you know, Hey London, cause you know, we lived in the same town at that time. Hey London, you know, can you come over and help me with my dishes? Because I, I'm just not finding time to get to them. And I know you have a little bit of extra time. She's like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll come over. And then she, you know, like drag our cousin Abby along too. (laughs) (laughs) It's family. It's family. (laughs) And you know, there were times when, um, I remember just a couple years ago when grandma and grandpa had their, um, anniversary, you know, we were like, Hey, you know, everyone come over, whoever's in town, um, come on over to my place so that we can celebrate their anniversary. And this, that, and the other. And so we're, yeah, we're both very family oriented. Yeah. The, one of the things that really touched me, I mean, this is kind of a recent thing, but when Clara was born, London, while you were at the hospital, before the baby was even born, you were in labor because we had to go early and all the stuff. <laughs> and anyway, and so it was a long labor, but, um, but she was, she went to your house with her boyfriend and her friends and or cousin, our, your cousin mm-hmm. and they London cleaned your apartment and it looked amazing. Yeah. And I remember I came to the hospital and I said, um, just so you know, your apartment has been London cleaned, <laughs> which we London have actually cleaned- come to realize is like dad clean. We both have dad's standard of cleanliness and we're like, Oh, we didn't even realize that was a thing. Do we like that? Like, <laughs> I guess yeah. we do. But <laughs> yeah. So when, when something is London cleaned, it is immaculately done. Spotless. It is spotless. It is like, whoa. Right. And because she likes it that way. But I remember when I told you that, I remember that you said, oh, that is such a relief. And she's like, and I, you were just so touched. You were sitting there still in labor and you were just like, oh, 
Oh, that's such a relief. Oh, I just love her because she came over and did something for you that she knew you would need coming home with a new baby. And so, so London, let's talk about that. Um, Paige has helped you in, in your relationship in what kinds of ways over the years? Um, I mean, there's like a lot of different things because Paige is the older sibling. And so she's been through more things, I guess, in life than I have um, to an extent, like everyone goes through different things at different times. Um, but like specific things, I guess, like sometimes she'll point things out where it's like, Hey, uh, you probably should not like do that. Like different, like maybe just communication things. And it's not that I'm like deliberately trying to root or anything. It's just like me and her kind of have different forms of communication. And so I think understanding each other is really important. Like there's been time, like I specifically remember, like, I don't know, I guess the way I ask for things, she like felt like it was demanding. And so she just like came in and was like, hey, like, I don't appreciate that. Like, can you like do it in a different way? And so even though it wasn't my normal way of communicating, like I just like adapted for at least like for that situation and with Paige and it like worked out better because that way she didn't feel like I was demanding of her. Um, but I feel like also different things I've learned from Paige is... <laughs> so I guess could come across the wrong way but to not care as much so like I overthink everything and I like want to make sure it's perfect and before I like even like I want to have a plan before I start doing anything where I think Paige is a little bit of the opposite she just starts and kind of makes her plan as she goes and so that is very true <laughs> <laughs> being able to like I guess learn that okay it'll work out just like go for it just start and it'll work kind of out that's I guess I've learned from her. She's also like really caring and like shows it probably better than I do. Um, like I care about people, but I have a harder time, I guess, like expressing that. And so I guess I've just learned, I guess, a little bit more how to express it and like learn how different people want it expressed. So like I might think I'm expressing it, but it doesn't always come across the way that I think it is. And so yeah, I guess those are a few. Those are really <laughs> profound, good lessons. And, mm -hmm. and I love how you're noticing the differences that you each have actually become strengths. Like you're like, that's actually a strength. I mean, it's a difference, but it's a strength. And I want to use some of that strength. So you're actually trying to adopt some of those things. Cause I could see like, like the way that she behaves, you know, with people is very like, like, um, intuitive and attentive and like, and stuff like that. And I could see you kind of being like, ah, whatever, you know, <laughs> like, ah, I don't care, <laughs> you know, but, but that, but that other person, I mean, like so, say it's your boyfriend or a, a really, you know, your cousin or your close friend or a porter, or your brother, and they want to know that you care. And you've had to say, Oh wait, I got to show them. I just think that's so great because Paige always has shown to you that she cares about you, even if you are nonchalant with her. And this is true. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had to be patient with that too. Yeah. Well, everybody does, but also you are right. Paige is more outgoing. Um, but I will say that there are other things with London's like cool and collectedness where she doesn't get ruffled. Right. And she, and, and Paige could get ruffled a little bit more emotionally than London could. And so Paige probably learns from London, some things about, 
um, how to think more logically about something. Yeah. Well, and there's some things like I've learned from London, like she either like completely emotionally attaches to something or doesn't at all. And so it's, it's, you know, I've learned, okay, well, there needs to be a balance. And in some cases, you know, complete emotional attachment is a good thing, but in other cases, you know, having no emotional attachment whatsoever can actually be very helpful, you know, where it's maybe you're getting too emotionally connected to something that maybe doesn't matter that much, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, why are you so obsessed about this? Um, Yeah. Because she'll just be like, "Eh." Yeah. (laughs) But then in other cases, you know, we've, we've talked about like, Hey, you actually should probably emotionally attach a little bit more (laughs) to this situation. Cause you feel a little cold. (laughs) Right. And like, you know, people's feelings are going to get hurt. (laughs) But I, but here's the thing is I love that you guys can tell each other that stuff. Like to me, that's huge. That that's huge that the two of you can correct each other in this way. So let's talk about some of the things that you have done to cultivate stuff in your relationship. So starting from the time that you were really little, you started working on stuff. Like what, what were some of the skills or things that we did as a family that helped you so that you could actually take feedback from each other? I say, so one of the biggest things was, um, one of our four basic skills that we teach, which is disagreeing appropriately. That was huge, especially during the multiple years that we shared a bedroom and it was a small bedroom. (laughs) I mean, it was the biggest one of the other bedrooms in the upstairs. The ones that were currently finished. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, um, you know, it, it took a lot of practice to be able to make sure we were able to get on the same page, you know, because, you know, as London was saying earlier, you know, she, she likes things in a different way. And London clean is immaculate page clean is path from door to bed, you know, <laughs> and with patches of floor everywhere else. Anyway, um, not to say that I can't clean. I can, cl- if I want to, it can get very well done. Anyway, but true. Um, <laughs> actually you can do an incredible job. The thing is, is that you, she is systems based in everything she does. And I'm very sporadic cleaning in everything. I'm all and over. You are. Yeah. And your, your <laughs> method is like, jump, <laughs> jump, jump. And you're like, how is she going to even get this done? What is going to happen? Yeah. It's more like an ADD model of cleaning, but it happens. I there. have no doubt that there is some ADD involved, it's- but it's okay. <laughs> I've dealt with it. It's all good. Yeah. I haven't been diagnosed or anything, but I don't think I need to be. Okay. Almost anybody who has a really active brain could be called ADD. I could probably be called it too. I don't know. But you know, it was really important that we were able to disagree appropriately with each other because we did have lots of differing opinions and we thought about things differently and we have completely different perspectives. And so in order for us to have a cohesive relationship that was built on love and trust and not on spite and anger, we had to be able to communicate and talk to each other and be willing to be open-minded about other people's opinions. And so that one was really, really big for us. Super huge. Another thing I wanted to add there too was, so there's the four basic skills in the teaching self-government model and the four basic skills are following instructions, accepting no answers and criticism, accepting consequences, and then disagreeing appropriately. 
And all of those are going to be helpful because you're going to have to be able to accept no answers from each other. You're going to have to accept natural consequences of your actions when your sister tells you, Hey, I didn't actually appreciate that. Right. When they're kind of correcting you, you have to decide that you're okay being corrected. And Mm -hmm. when you make a plan as sisters sharing a room or something you're going to do together, you're technically following instructions from each other. So all of those four basic skills end up coming in to your relationships, but disagreeing appropriately is like the start to you being able to understand each other and where each other is coming from. So, and that's that's huge at home relationships and adult relationships as well. Yeah, I would say so. Both of you had to be okay with being corrected from a parent before you could ever be okay being corrected from each other. Right. And so that, that was an important thing too, that just our family culture was being corrected is no big deal. It helps us. Yeah. And I think it's important to know also that like, we didn't really start like actively correcting each other until we became adults. I mean, obviously when we were children, we would kind of go through you or dad. Or you would disagree appropriately. Right. I mean, that was your right. main thing. Yeah. But, but you did. I also think like it's important to understand what's meant when we say we're correcting each other. Because like when a parent corrects a child, like they'll be like, oh, this is what you did wrong. You've earned an extra tour. In a sibling relationship, that's not your role to like give consequences and things. Oh, yeah. And so the correction looks very different and like, it's almost the correction is in the form of a disagree appropriately almost. And like a no answer, it'd probably be more like, Hey, like this isn't okay. The way you're talking to me, you're telling me what to do. Like I'm my own person and I'm going to do it this way. So you need to stop doing that. And so, but we can't give each other (laughs) chores. Yeah. It's more like good communication is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And being willing to accept it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is that you had to choose to be willing to accept this type of communication from each other. So let's talk about some things. You've already been touching on some other stuff um, that I think is really important. So uh, let's talk about a few of these things of what it takes to cultivate love in your relationship. I think London, you were mentioning to me that there was something you you learned about Paige that you felt like was really important that helps you with some of your differences. Yeah, for sure. So this is like more of a recent experience I had. So we're both living in the same area and she would ask me to like come help her out with different things, like do some cleaning things, just minor things. And at first I was like, well, yeah, I'll go do it because she needs it. But I was kind of like, well, why can't she like find time herself? Because the way I work, it's like everything's super systemized and I make time, like I just work it out. And so I was just like, kind of like, I wouldn't say bitter, but I was just like, okay, but why? And this is what I had until probably. Yeah. So this is more recent. So then, so she was gone and I went and like cleaned her house or whatever. But then another time she like asked me to come over and she was like, oh, can you like babysit for me? I'm going somewhere. And if you get time, like, can you like do the dishes or whatever? And I was like, yeah, that'll be easy. So I go over and I'm like babysitting Clara, who's like, I don't know, four months, five months. She can't do anything by herself. (laughs) not even sit up anyway and so I'm like taking care of this baby and then Paige comes back and I'm like oh I didn't get anything done (laughs) I was like I didn't get the dish done I didn't have to like I also planned like to do some like homework too I was like oh I'll have time for all of this and then she comes back and I was like well that I didn't get anything done and so then I kind of realized oh so it's not that she is like too lazy to do her dishes or she's just not wanting to like she literally doesn't have time And so I think putting yourself 
in the other person's shoes and situation, just seeing where they're coming from and fully understanding that to the best of your ability is huge. Cause like, I understood that she was busy with a baby, but like, I've never had a baby. And so like, I didn't fully, I guess, understand that until I was the one in charge of like everything. (laughs) And then I was like, oh boy, (laughs) this is way more than I thought. (laughs) And so I think just understanding where they're coming from and without judgment, because is important and everyone's capacity is different. So what might seem not like a big deal to me, like, oh, taking care of a baby and getting the dishes done might be hard for someone else. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So just understanding all of that. Yeah, that's huge. Actually, understanding capacity. That's a big one. And understanding other processes, too. Because, you know, like you were saying, London's very systemized, very scheduled. And for me, I'm like, well, here's a list that I probably should get done today. So uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's my hope. Let's move on. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So what is something that has helped you to cultivate love in your relationship? And um, something that I had to learn pretty early on was that I couldn't control London. And I'm a very... Um, if you're familiar with the color code, I'm a very red personality, um, which means I, I like being in control of my situations and um, of my life. And so um, I thought that, you know, I guess this was subconsciously, but as the older sister and as I was getting older and experiencing more things, I would say to London, hey, you can't do it that way. Do it this way, you know, and she did not appreciate that. <laughs> I have a and, word for this. It's called bossy. What? Bossy. Paige Me? was bossy. No. <laughs> no, I was very bossy and I do fully admit to that. <laughs> and so it, you know, it was hard for me to swallow my pride and understand that there were different ways of doing things and that people didn't like being told what to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so not controlling each other. That one is huge. London, what about you? What is something else that maybe has helped you in your relationship with Paige? Um, I think a big thing is learning to like, just respect each other and where everyone's coming from and having like open communication and everything. So like just in life, like obviously we communicate differently and everything it's different but as long as we're deliberately talking about about it and things I think that's better so like with communication like it's important to have communication but it's also important to have communication about your communication yeah it's like that sounds really weird but like talking like this is I guess kind of a different situation but I recently had some like roommate stuff go on that was just like drama drama and no one was understanding each other so we finally like I just initiated this conversation and it turns out just no one was understanding each other and everyone's communication style was just (laughs) all everywhere it's like people weren't telling people things so then other people had to assume things and so then it was just this big mess so I think having like a clear I don't know boundaries I guess about how you're going to communicate is really important and just an outline I think it's kind of what you're getting at right Yeah, just, well, and I just love the word deliberate, that you deliberately talk about how you are going to communicate going forward. So, so that you communicate about communicating. This is sound for every relationship you could ever be in. And people just don't do it. They don't take the time. And then if you don't communicate how about how you're going to communicate, then guess what happens? You actually assume 
You make mm-hmm. assumptions instead, and that's bad for your relationship. Well, and I remember sitting there with you because, you know, like you said, this was recently, and we were talking about how we were going to address, you know, this roommate drama. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, based off of things that I know and what I tell adults to do, you know, and because I'm a mentor and I help people with this, you know, this is what I recommend, you know, maybe try this. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And then you're like, okay, we could probably do this too. And, you know, your other roommates were getting involved and um, they're like, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's really good. You know, communication should, should happen like this. And then, you know, your problem ended up getting resolved, which was super awesome. Mm -hmm. So that's great. So I love that open communication that you you guys have with each other. So in your relationship, it is important. And you guys have done this really well that you've been open with each other about the things you're dealing with in your life. You're like, literally, I can't get my dishes done, you know, or, Hey, my roommates are fighting like cats and dogs, you know, we need to do this. Or when you were little, just like, Paige, I have a need for a clean room right now. Could we please clean the room, you know, and when you're working together. And so, but you guys being able to talk about the needs that you have, but not just those things, but sharing other things, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not just needs. It's also just talking. Happy things. Yeah. Just talking with each other, which I think is super important. All right. Um, So London, what is something else that you feel like has strengthened your relationship? Um, I think that like taking time for each other is really important. So, and, um, like working on that relationship, like also the open communication, like the other day, like kind of right before I moved out, Paige came over and I was babysitting and we just ended up talking on my, I guess it's a porch for like (laughs) a really long time. And he like, and we just had this conversation about like a lot of different things. And so just taking the time to not only talk about like like what we need. Cause like, for me, I'm very kind of like businessy, like I'm going to call you for what I need and then I'm going to hang up. But just like, time, no, let's talk <laughs> Yeah, to just talk to each other. I think is super important. Just taking time for each other. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been so impressed. I have to say as a mother, it's made me so happy to see over the years, how Paige, cause I have to say she's led out in this, right. Where she would be like, Oh, London, how about you come and do this with me and my friends? Oh, London, how about we do this little thing together? Paige was so nurturing of you. Mm -hmm. And so she would always do that. And then when you got up to college in the same area where she was, then it was, oh, hey, London, come over and be part of this. Or, hey, London, I'm going to come visit you. Or I'm going to become friends with your friends. Or I'm going to, and it was like, she just inserted herself into your life and made it so easy for you because otherwise you would have called it awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you call it, I think awkward. she still did sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, is that had you not done it, there would have been missed opportunities. And, but so she just kind of did that. But now you though, London are also taking the time to do things with Paige. And even with some of your friends, you were saying, Oh, can Paige come along? I remember with things with like Hannah and Lisby and stuff, it was yeah. like, Oh, can Paige be part of this too? And you started bringing Paige into that friend relationship here and there as well, which mm-hmm. was really precious. And so just being with each other, you know? Okay. So let's talk about um, some of these other things. Um, Paige, Paige, what's something else that um, you feel like strengthens your relationship? So I think a really big thing for me has been just to appreciate London as a person and also to appreciate her strengths and to draw upon those. 
And, um, you know, to some of the things we've been mentioning lately, you know, saying, hey, you know, I could use your opinion on this or hey, you know, because London has a very good eye for fashion and for um, like home decor, things that look good. And so um, for me, it always turns out a little mediocre in that category. So, um, but, you know, just being willing to say, hey, you know, I'm not sure about this. What is your opinion? And um, asking for that instead of waiting for it or not appreciating it. Um, and also playing different situations to support each other's strengths. So mm-hmm. I know there have been a couple of things uh, over the years where London and I have both been in charge of it. And, you know, we've had to split up responsibilities. And like, okay, you plan such and such, you take care of this. I'm going to take care of this because these are our strengths. And so if we do that together, then it will all function as one cohesive unit mm-hmm. and one cohesive thing. And you're less likely to judge each other like that too. If you know that the other person has that as a strength, like right. then you're less likely to be like, ah, oh, you should have done it like this, you know, or whatever, <laughs> which is kind of nice. Also, I would say you also have to understand each other's weaknesses too, mm-hmm. right? So that you can be understanding of those things. But I love the concept of appreciation because um, when you appreciate someone, you're feeling gratitude for them. And that's actually a sign of love. It's also the seed of love. So yeah, and it's understanding your own weaknesses as well and being willing to be vulnerable. So I know yeah. um, so- in the recent past, I called London because I was just feeling super overwhelmed. and. She was like, Hey, how are you doing? I'm like, not good, honey. I'm not, I'm not doing good. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, what's up? You know, I just started crying and I said, I am so overwhelmed. Um, would you be willing to come over and help me with a few things? And she's like, Oh yeah, of course, you know, I'll be there in a couple hours. And just being able to trust her with my vulnerability, even though I know she's completely different than me, you know, but since we, (laughs) since we have that relationship, I was able to trust her and, um, you know, kind of open up to her about some of the things that I was struggling with. And it was nice because, you know, I, since being married and having a baby and, you know, moving to a different town, I wasn't super close with a lot of people who were close. And my one really good friend, um, she was, you know, she wasn't in the area. And so I was like, okay, I have this relationship and I need to draw on it because it's there for a reason. And it's there to provide strength when I myself am feeling weak. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, the next best thing to having your mom in town is having your sister in town. Like, honestly, <laughs> if you have a good bond, I mean, it is. Yeah. There's, there's just nothing better than that. And, and then you were able to not feel alone when you needed somebody there. I just love that you guys have had each other's back like that. So London, you were talking about before, uh, things that maybe occasionally have, uh, bugged you about Paige. What have you done to strengthen your relationship, even in times when things might bug you? So for me, I guess one of the big things that I've done would be to just drop the subject. And for me, that comes in the form of just not thinking about it anymore. So like if Paige does something that bugs me or which is inevitable. (laughs) Yeah, everyone (laughs) bugs everyone, right? So it's really hard to find someone who's never going to bug you. It's possible. But a big thing for me is and I do this with like everyone, I guess, but I just have to stop thinking about it. That's way easier said than done. But I find that if I think about it more, like 
whether it's specific things or just general things that are bugging me, it doesn't help at all. <laughs> it just makes things worse. And then you start like almost making things up in your head. Like the more you think about it, it just goes down this. It's like you try to solve the problems, but in the end, you, you just start fabricating more. problems. Yeah, so then yeah. things get made up. So I just like have to stop thinking about it and do something else. Just go like for me, like clean something or go do some project or school or something so that I'm not thinking about it. That way I don't <laughs> think about it forever and then start not liking rather than just not liking the situation, not liking the person. Mm-hmm. That's so. actually super mature. I mean, we need to know at this stage, London is 20. Okay. And, but this is super mature for you to say to yourself, Hey, I already know that's a problem in my thinking and I'm not going to entertain that. And I'm always going to try to think the best of the person. So I'm going to let go of the bad stuff. I mean, there are people that are 55 that can't do that or even know to do that (laughs) yet. I mean, this is a huge self-government skill that you are using. You're analyzing your own thoughts, thinking of cause and effect that those thoughts have on you and your behavior, and you are making a change which is huge. Yeah. It's and I think, enormous. I know for me, just kind of piggybacking off of that, whereas, you know, maybe other people might just try and forget it, or, um, you know, forget different things that happened. I try and give someone the benefit of the doubt. Mm. So I know for me, um, cause we focus a lot on staying calm and, you know, having that effective communication for me, I know I'm ready to talk to someone when I can give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And when I can say, you know, they probably didn't mean to do that Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's, it's okay. I don't have to take this personally. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's not only just choosing to distract yourself, but choosing to focus on the fact that they might not have done it intentionally. Yeah. Or they're just their potential. I think that's so good. It's so charitable for you to be like that. And, and thank goodness, because I haven't been perfect, you know, hundred (laughs) percent over the years. So I'm glad that you think to do that as well. It's so awesome. So let's talk about where you go from here, ladies. Do you have a vision for your relationship? What is it that you hope to have for the future, London? So a big thing for me, I guess, as I've just seen different people's relationships um is your relationship mom with our aunt so even though she's like a sister-in-law she like you guys just always help each other with whatever's needed so like you live really far they live like in a different state so we don't like see them all the time but when we do see them it's almost like nothing's changed like you guys have fun you mess around you tease each other you play games but then it's also like if there's anything that's needed different family events that are happening where like her kids are like doing something. And so you have to kind of take the back end of things and just make sure everything works out. Like you guys just help each other, make it happen. And it's not like, oh, I'm doing way more work than you. This isn't fair. Like you're like, well, I'm going to do it for you. And I'm sure you'll do it for me if I need it. Mm -hmm. And, but you also can still just have so much fun. And like, I don't know. I just think it's really cool. You know what? It, it is neat. Like we do have a good bond, a good relationship, and we genuinely like just look forward to seeing each other. And I'm glad that you want that. I'm glad you want to serve somebody in that way. Cause it's like this wholehearted relationship when, when me and Anne-Marie, that's my sister-in-law, when we are serving each other, she has a special family event or something, a wedding or whatever. And I'm like, tell me what to do. 
just tell me what to do. I will take care of it. You know? And like, we have a wedding coming up in our family and she literally calls me up. She's like, just tell me what to do to clean. I'm right there. I will do any of it. I, you just, I'll go here. I'll run errands. I'll do whatever you want. You just tell me. And it's just like, we just do that for each other. And well, I think that manifests too, that this can go over to your, you know, sister-in-law relationships too, not just sisters. Cause mm-hmm. you know, with the wedding coming up, Len and I are both getting a new sister-in-law. And mm-hmm. so it's like, Oh, okay. Well, here's a brand new sister like relationship that we get to cultivate and to nurture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what are some things that we need to apply? Okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. So, so your vision London for the relationship is to have that type of bond where you play, you have fun, you enjoy each other's company and you just happily serve each other and never think about who does more because you're happy just doing for that person. I love that page. Do you have any other visions on your side of things that you have for the relationship that are kind of things you keep hoping for? I think one of my biggest things is just being able to talk openly and to just have conversation flow freely and not be ashamed or afraid to talk about anything under the sun, literally anything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, cause I know there have been times London, like, especially when she started dating and stuff, she called me, she's like, so was it, was such and such like this when you started dating? Like what's, what's the deal here? You know? And so, um, just being able to talk about those things and being willing and wanting to always have that communication there. Um, also, you know, allowing me to be part of her friend circles and obviously that's going to change, you know, as I get more children and you know, all that, but allowing me to be part of her life in whatever capacity, um, I'm able to, you know, Mm -hmm. It is true that when you're really close to someone in a family way, you end up getting to know their friends and you feel like you can be part of everything with them. Oh, I was besties with like most of her roommates. (laughs) I love it. I think that's so awesome. I, I, I think I am so excited, um, for your future, your relationship as sisters and for the love that you have. And hopefully you guys can see, they really truly are very different personality wise. You can tell just even hearing so them talk, especially if you know us, like, you know, yeah. we're completely different, but even just hearing them talk, you can see their differences in their personality wise, you know, like just the way that they process and communicate even is so incredibly different, but they are so loving and sweet to each other. And I think a big part of it has to do with the family and how they view the family and the importance of the family. And it's something that started a long time ago. What would you say to somebody if their relationship with their sister is not good? I think we should definitely touch on that before we finish this out. What would you say to someone whose relationship with their sister is not good? Where would you want them to start? What would you say? I would think the first thing would just be try to understand them. Cause I feel like a lot of things, it's usually just a misunderstanding. Like that's like the root of it. Like that causes other problems, but just try to understand where they're coming from and why they think of things a certain way. Like this is so random, but my roommate one time, came back from some class and she's like guys I just learned this thing she's like rather when someone like like snaps at you or something like rather than being like oh that was so rude you should not have done that like be like well why did they do that like kind of rather than focusing on well they're being mean to me and they shouldn't do that 
just kind of like try to see where they're coming from. Like, why did they snap at me? Like, maybe they're having a hard day. Maybe they're not okay. I don't know. So just trying to figure out where they're coming from and why they're doing things that way. And also respecting that, that like they do things differently and your way might be wrong. It might be right, but there's multiple right ways. And (laughs) so just, I guess, understanding and respecting them. So basically analyzing instead of taking it personally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good summed up way to say it. Don't take stuff personally. Instead, see if you can understand them more because we know that girls love understanding. Everyone loves understanding, but girls in particular start to feel really depleted if someone Mm -hmm. does not understand, which is why sometimes girls run into the habit of commiserating with each other a little bit too much about (laughs) problems and then they, then, then they gossip and drag it out. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Yeah. So what about you, Paige? Do you have any other advice for someone if maybe they are having a hard time getting along with their sister or if there's a parent maybe who's trying to help their their daughters have a better relationship with each other? What would you say? Yeah, for sure. Um, One thing that I think is really big is teaching yourself and training yourself to be the bigger person and to always show love no matter what, because you can always be no matter what the outcome of any relationship is. Um, if you know that you have put your best efforts into that relationship, then you will have no regrets in regard to that relationship. So Mm. even if if the person doesn't respond well, right? Right, right. So, um, I know a lot of people, well, some people have even had to do this with marriages, um, stuff like that. They put in their, you know, 110% effort and the other person still did not respond in a good way, but they said, you know what, I've done everything I possibly can. And so, um, I'm, I have no regrets in regard to this relationship. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a big thing because a lot of people later on in life, they are overcome with regret when it comes to different relationships, especially when people say pass on, you know, and there's no way to change that and Mm to mend those broken bonds. And so, making sure that you are always doing your best to reach out with love and to show other people that you love them um, is something that I would recommend. Yeah. I think you can always pray to show more love. Definitely give more love. I love that concept of acting in a way that, you know, you won't have regrets. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. That doesn't mean the person's going to translate your actions perfectly. doesn't mean the relationships necessarily are going to change, but your viewpoint will. It might not change, but your side of it can change, right? You can say, I love that person, even if they don't love me yet, it's okay. And I'm going to keep loving with no regrets and no assumptions. I love that. Thank you everybody for joining us on the teaching self-government podcast today. As we talk about cultivating sisterly love with sisters who might have different personalities. And thank you, London, for joining us. Thank you, Paige, for joining us and talking so openly and candidly about your life, your relationships, and the things that have helped you. If you would like to know more about any of the teaching self-government principles that you have heard mentioned here or would like to start cultivating more unity and love in your family, be sure to check out the courses and trainings at teachingselfgovernment.com. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.